up, everybody? Hello. It is weekly game chat time. What's up? And my mom did not get my custom text. I just sent her to tell her I just started the podcast. It's probably fine. Ladies and gentlemen, this is weekly games chat brought to you by no one. That's right. Uh, episode 348 to be exact. If you just now are finding us, hey, I'm looking at you directly. Thank you. How are you looking at him, Sean? It's a podcast. Exactly. Uh, I just told you my name. My name is Sean. I'm not alone. I do have two friends uh, that I like most of the time, to be quite honest with you. That's that's pretty good, right? Uh, and I always introduce one first and the other second. And I'll continue that tradition today. Uh, and that's going to be John. John, how are you doing, sir? Good to see you. Hey, yo. What what just does any does anybody know what just happened? Chris looks like he doesn't quite know. I think I was that a Rocky? Was that Rocky? That was Rocky. Nope. He loves uh for the for the new and the old listeners, this is a reminder that John is a big Sly Stallone fan. But Sean, I mean, considering something you might possibly bring up in a few minutes, I'm surprised you don't understand that reference. Oh, Oh, okay. So that's a that's a slip on me. It just sounded more like Rocky. I got to be quite honest. Uh, it's the Scotch. He's on Scotch tonight. What is it tonight, John? Uh, it is the Glen Levitt, uh, single malt Scotch whiskey. The Glen, the Glen Levitt. We heard age, about that a few. Age twelve years. Twelve. Yeah, that's right. I was going to say twelve. Twelve years. Uh, it is not just a duo. It is not just John and myself. It is also joined by. Uh, Tiny Tina's tinkerer himself. What? <laughs> I was trying to get that Chris is a tinkerer, John, because he tinkers. He knows he does. He's nodding. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Chris. How you doing, buddy? It's good to see you all day. <laughs> <laughs> Got to look at him all day, huh? Yeah. Did you say anything, Chris? I didn't hear you. That's funny. Hey, hey Chico. <laughs> T, uh, tinkering in, in point case in point right there he muted himself for no reason Why'd i always mute us i, I mute us during the intro and then i mute you, you mute, yeah you mute all of us that way we don't drop any like crazy things yeah I get the it. things that would come through you they have they have you have no idea <laughs> i just looked directly at a camera that's because we are streaming live on twitch.tv you can come find us and hang out with us come and go as you please to be quite honest with you just make sure you smash the follow button when you get here at twitch.tv and then of course backslash weekly games chat uh, so what we're going to do now is get into our intro segment of the show uh before we kind of, we, we all three want to bring something to the table today, but before we do, I just want to say thoughts and prayers to, UK, to Ukraine and those involved in it. Mm-hmm. Once again, we are now, I believe that's the third week we've mentioned that. And and Chris and I were talking today. It just, it looks, yeah, it's just, uh, but yeah. thoughts and prayers for sure, you know. Uh, and I think John said it the best one time, thoughts that we live in America, in case you missed it. Uh and whoa, John whoa, just, whoa, 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 what? Too, too close. And he said, you know, thoughts and prayers for our president, the people leading our country for sure. Hopefully they make some good decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody, somebody who did make a good decision, and this is going to be a terrible segue, and my apologies, is uh, a person who knew he wanted something. He knew he wanted it for a long time. And uh, I don't know if I think it was disclosed on this podcast, but this same person once took a Friday and a Monday Monday off to complete 
or he thought he was going to complete it. He was wrong about that. Uh, but uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna pass the spotlight over to Chris to talk about his Elden Ring adventure, which, by the way, he has finished. I am a golden god. <laughs> <laughs> yes, after uh, and for anyone who was foolish enough to come watch me Saturday uh, on my live stream, fail over and over and over again. I went off all uh, Saturday and uh, and Sunday and worked on all sorts of stuff. Apparently, someone's calling me right now. But um, you know, it's it's Bandai Namco. They're calling to congratulate you, right? Yeah, they they, just, know. they literally just found out. They, How would they know? They would be like, "Hey, we have an Elden Lord," you know. Uh, but uh, yeah, after many failures and going off and doing other things, I finally came back, and uh, you know, I said. Nick Saban said, trust the process, and that's what I did. I trust the process, and I can say I have beat Elden Ring, and I feel pretty damn good about it. My score very much is... You can uh, say the D word? Yes. You can say damn. Beavers can you build us a list? We, we, we don't ever know <laughs> if we can say damn, mm-hmm. you know? I don't think you can say damn. I, I can't say damn? Yeah. I think I gotta little- bleep you out. It's, it's just, just Chris saying damn, yeah. not John yeah. saying damn. Yeah, Chris keeps the list of words in a lockbox and he doesn't <laughs> let anybody see it, but he lets us know when it's not allowed. Just start Wouldn't it be with, funny uh, if, start if with George Carlin. Start That's... with George Carlin's seven words and, and just go from there and Yeah, we'll probably... just yeah. But wouldn't it be funny if Chris's lockbox was you remember when we used to go to his apartment and I had all the names of the people who lived there? Right. That was their mailboxes. That's Chris's lockbox. That's true. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I did it. And uh, I could say I've beaten a From Software game. And now I just look at the other ones. I, I have to say, I even glanced at, uh, you know, Demon Souls, right? And I said, not yet. But one day, one day it's coming. Look, I got to hand it to Chris. I mean, he's had this, he's had this void in his life since since a couple of years back and 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 he and he knew he just could not allow John to be the only person in the group to beat a from software game and it's it's been eating a hole in him mm-hmm. yeah. and I am I am so glad that he's now found peace and uh, <laughs> peace and, be with uh, you look <laughs> I, you know, well, I I was thinking as you say that is there something wrong with me cuz I give zero about need- from software games and or completing them. We I'm had a saying. talk off. Zero what? Uh, zero what? Zero Fs. We had a talk <laughs> off stream and um, you not being a from software game, it's a problem. And uh, we're going to need you to step up. I don't know which one you're going to do. Who had a talk off? Me Who and John. What? We, we had a 20 minute John, talk. John wouldn't do that to me. John loves my face. He wants to hug me. He misses me and he wants to eat Chipotle with me. So you're full of, you know what, Chris? We wanted Sean, to rename the podcast. It's probably, <laughs> it's huh? probably it's probably fine it's probably fine you know if you guys exclude me because of my disinterest in from software and their pretentious games uh that are considered masterpieces uh whatever uh there if you took me off the show there would be a dead space and are we sure we want to do that what i did there ladies and gentlemen is i plugged a segue because now i'm gonna ask john because in my notes john wanted me to make sure uh that he has something on dead space and he wants to now have the spotlight on him so we're gonna go ahead and do that 
if he's ready. I hope he's ready. He looks he looks fantastic. Could I put it in the news? Yeah. Did I want to? No. Because that would have made it an even nine. Wait, no. He I'm does do it on purpose. No, Confirmed. Yeah. Hashtag no, troll. I only, uh, I only wanted to bring this up because um, because last week I mentioned that I, I do not want to get like these constant useless mechanical updates about you know dead space i want to wait i want to see you you know what they're doing with it um i will say though i I gave it i gave it a good watch over the weekend and it was very interesting and particularly one of the things you can say about dead space if you've given it a playthrough is and you could say this about all horror games if it doesn't have good sound design it's it loses it 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 loses it, it it loses its fear factor um, particularly yeah. in VR hashtag Sean, um, <laughs> but um, they, they kind of went through a couple of processes um, regarding <clears throat> sound design and changing the way you hear sound effects coming down hallways. Um, you know, it, it's funny. Um, one of the most famous sound designers in cinema is, and I don't remember his name, but the guy who did the sound design for the star Wars films, Bob something something with a B Possibly. and he talked about, he, he always talked about the voice, the, the, the growl of Chewbacca was a number of, of voices stacked onto each other, a lion's voice, um, some other voices stacked onto each other on the soundboard going forward together. And it, uh, it, it, it sort of, it's really, it, it shows you a lot of things like redesigning the sound of, of his weapons. And it would take like a shotgun blast and stack that on top of a pistol blast and stack that up to uh, stack that up, stack upon that some sound, other sound effects, just really interesting stuff that they're doing with the sound design. Um, so while I don't necessarily want these to be ongoing, I will say that what I, what I've seen so far is interesting. It almost looks like a remaster instead of a remake, but that being said, I'll hold judgment. It, one of the things that's interesting, it's doing, it's, um, like they, they're bringing back, if you remember, Chris, if you played that, I don't remember if you played Dead Space, probably a little bit, if not, if you didn't complete it, you know, Isaac Clark in that particular game is a silent protagonist. Mm-hmm. It looks like he's not going to be a silent protagonist in this game. Hmm. And they're doing really good, cool things with his voice acting. So he will answer, he will, he's doing like three different sets of scripts and he'll say a phrase that you will be able to say, depending on whether you're out of breath, whether your heart's beating fast or whether you're, or whether you've got normal heart rhythm and he'll, and the way he says it, and he'll only say it one time because of the script going through the game. He'll only say it one time. Um, but it's all, but they've recorded multiple ways depending on what the status of your, of your character is. That's pretty so I thought that was really cool stuff. Um, and, and good news for me is they're targeting early 2023. So that's yeah, I, I was going to just remind the listener in case you missed it. John's of course talking about the remake of uh, Dead Space is coming out, and he just reminded you it's going to be early 2023 is where they're thinking it's going to come out. John, uh, I did search Star Wars sound guy Bob. Uh, that's exactly what I typed in Google, and was it Bob Bergen? Mm, I think it's Ben. Not, uh, when I search, ben, it was Ben Burton. Ben, ben Burton. Ben Burton. Ben Burton. Mm-hmm. Star Wars guy Ben. Let's see if Ben Burton comes up probably does uh ben burt with two t's there it is you guys were right that's good stuff i'm i'm excited that you're excited 
about Dead Space for sure. Uh, I, it, I don't know if you saw my face because you were talking. Um, breaking news. Mm. Uh, a bill to make daylight savings permanent just passed the U.S. Senate by a unanimous consent. So now to uh, make it, now make it only, uh, it's going to be called sun, the Sunshine Protection Act. It only has to go to our house. I, this has got to be real. It's going to go to the house uh, before it will go to the president's desk. So no more spring forward and fall back. That's that's actually big news because this week has kicked my butt. So which one do we keep? I don't know. And that was my follow-up question. And they got to figure that out. I think if it's they like would. Save, like save the sun or something. It seems like they would want to go back to fall time. Yeah. Which I would hate. I would think they would probably keep it on daylight right because they would want the long summer days for good and it gives you a little bit more time in the evening when we get to uh the winter can they just split it down the middle cut it 30 minutes here and there and then that's the new time you know (laughs) it'd be interesting (laughs) to see how they because like you know they do have a purpose a little bit in the sense of they used to the rollover but the rollover yeah but that's that's people have been wanting that and that conversation has come up, and that literally just broke. So, good. Uh, that's crazy. Uh, some other news that broke this week, uh, and it, it was kind of sad. Uh, John hinted at it earlier with with his his whip. Uh, we got to give some rest in peace uh, for for what I what I consider one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, uh, and that's of course Razor Ramon Scott Hall. He passed away at the young age of sixty one. Uh, and from what we're gathering, you know, you don't want to spread lies or misinformation. You hear that news? You don't want to spread lies or misinformation. Uh, he had some complications from a surgical procedure. Uh, and, you know, some of the things I caught this week is, as it broke, and like I was hanging out with Chris, and I kind of agree with this. Uh, he possibly had the best finishing move of all time. It's in the discussion. It, it's in the discussion, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, his move was called the Razor's Edge, and it the from a visual standpoint and the impact, the move itself, it was unique. You've you've never seen anything really like it uh, since then, and and he kind of did it awesome. And you know the persona he had as Razor Ramon uh, and things that just it all fit the iconic toothpick. Uh, he did have an iconic quote. That, that I think he possibly may have amended when he got inducted to the Hall of Fame, but it was hard work pays off, dreams come true, bad times don't last, bad guys do. Uh, and I'll go. never forget the first time that I got to play a WW at the time F wrestling game. It mm-hmm. was on the Super Nintendo. It was Royal Rumble. Oh, man. This game came out in 1993. That game was the jam. Uh, yep. Prior to that, I only played a game called, it was on Nintendo, guys, and it was just called Pro Wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> I think there that was, was a long time ago. I can only think of like one WWF one before Royal Rumble, which was Superstars. And uh, yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was very limited compared to what Royal Rumble, Royal Rumble ended up being. I played that game for hours. Right. I would have been, I would have been 13 years old mm-hmm. uh, in 1993, which is crazy to say out loud. And, well, I, don't, uh, I don't know what it was about him, but I don't know if it was some sort of substance abuse or just bad luck, wear and tear on his body. But the, he, he was in bad shape for a long time, for yeah. about a decade. For uh, First time I'd seen him after he left uh, wrestling was that documentary on Jake the Snake. 
Yeah, Chris brought that up too. And yeah. I was like, oh my God, that's Scott, that, that's Scott Hall. He looks horrible. Well, well, he ended up looking better because uh, he, he did get inducted to the Hall of Fame. And he it was weird to see his dark black hair, you know, of course, all of a sudden be white and gray. And he aged, right? 61. Um, I don't think he was supposed to die yet. I just think the surgery had complications. And so, of course, rest in peace for sure. And I see I, think, I see some chat, of course, saying rest in peace. And they're also I reminding to, us. I uh, have they were reminding us as far as finishing moves, Chris, the sweet chin music. Yeah. Can't forget that. That's speaking of that, like to me, like when I think of like my core childhood where I was watching WWF every single weekend, it was, you know, I was, I think I've said before, I was like probably the biggest Bret Hart fan, at least in my group. You know, he was, I, I always go down with that. But the two biggest matches that I remember from my childhood, like that I have the most fond memories to first was Bret, uh, Hart versus uh, Davy Boy Smith at Wembley at SummerSlam. But the other one was my very first WrestleMania I got to watch, which was WrestleMania 10. And it's mainly because the ladder match between Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon, because I had seen ladder matches before, right? They would do them. But those two guys kind of wrote the book on it. It felt like like they were willing to do things like Shawn Michaels was jumping off the top of the ladder, doing a splash. You know, yeah. I think at one point, like Razor Ramon kicks the ladder and Shawn Michaels goes flying off and lands on the top rope. And he's like, ah, you know, and going over, yeah. uh, you know, to finally when he goes up, they had the dual belts because they were, I guess, Shawn had gotten hurt. And he was said, no, no one ever beat me, that kind of thing. So they had both their belts and. When Razor Ramon finally went up there, it was just like the perfect arc for them, and it was like his, it, it was the, his high point, I would say, in WWF, and it was probably the relaunching of Shawn Michaels, who everyone had thought was going to be huge, but you know, kind of stalled out the year before. So it, it's it's one of my favorite matches from my childhood, easily. Easily, I love reminiscing mm-hmm. on old wrestling stuff, and that's a that's a trait a lot of us have together. And I've, our chat was even saying it uh, over here on Twitch as well, but. Great intro, boys. Uh, I think we did solid. Uh, and ladies and gentlemen, that was our intro. You, uh, once again, you are tuned in to the world's greatest podcast ever about video games. fine we got a top-notch show here ladies and gentlemen chris is having uh, a stroke he's fine <laughs> panic palms are sweaty knees weak mom spaghetti uh however you got to right now uh and right now being the topic time of the show thank you for getting here uh you could have seen our <laughs> our our minute marker in the description or you could have hung out uh like huck did on twitch for the intro before huck went back to work either way thank you so much for getting to here I will now shut up because we need to properly introduce the segment. And I'll do though by saying, uh, Chris, what's up? The topic is Lost. 
Yeah, it's Lost Ark. So, Seems like uh, this game needs a subtitle. It needs something. I, I don't Google. know what. Uh, <laughs> to be quite honest, I was I was thinking that this this review might have a guest with us. Uh, it would have been great. And I was thinking, am I am I losing my mind? The last World of Warcraft episode we did, we should have had Josh, but he couldn't. I don't think could have been here, so I had to ride that one solo too. Yeah. And then this, we have a friend of the show, you guys. If you've been around a while, uh, he 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 made it up. He made an appearance. His name was we dubbed him the Ryan Leaf of the show, and of course that was a nod to an infamous draft and football player and just a hot mess. But he's gotten better. He's made a few more appearances, and now he's just our friend of the show, Mike Mike D. Mike D has put in work on Lost Ark has a ton of knowledge and I feel like it's going to be a disservice the way I talk about this game today, but I'll go on to explain to you where I've been in this game and, and what's happened. Uh, so this game is kind of funny cause I don't, I don't know if we've done this. We probably have, but the game originally released in the year of 2019 in December. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you, if you look at your calendars now, it's not 2019 and we're talking about a game. That's because it came to America like Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall uh, in February of this year. And the calendar got kind of booked and we had a plethora of titles to choose from. And now we kind of don't ish. And we kind of were like, Hey, this is, we've talked about plugging and playing different topics. And this is kind of why we're doing this now. Uh, The game is developed of course, by uh, Smilegate. Uh, also, Tripod Studio. It's now published, though. The reason we got it in America uh, was published by Smilegate and, and, and my, my Dot Games, but also the big one, the big acquisition, the big person on the team now, Amazon Studios. Jeffrey so Amazon, Bezos. Jeffrey Bezos got <laughs> some money. <laughs> so, yeah, Jeffrey Bezos and the boys got a... Uh, my heater is still on, Chris. I know that's a squirrel moment, but I turned the heater on my feet this morning like an old man, and it's still on, and I'm burning up. Well, it's, but, it sounds like it sounds like we can say after New World and this, it's possible that Amazon is that one billion dollar conglomerate that has wanted a piece of this video game pie that has so pie. far successfully, you know, gotten its foot in the door. Google, not so much. I don't yeah, know. Google, Net, Netflix, we'll see. Um, Facebook. Yeah, you know they got Oculus. They got Oculus, yeah. So, but it seems like this one, this one's a monster. On yeah, I mean it. It uh, you're totally not wrong, and I think I, I think I got a tab pulled up that's going to show as as I do this how many concurrent players are playing. I think it was in the five hundred thousands, and I'll get to that. Uh, but yeah, but that's the thing, right? That they were, they're somewhat smart about it. Uh. So you, there was an early access period of the, for this game, and it came out on 2-8, so three days before the official release. And if you wanted to, of course, you could pay them money depending on what founder's pack you wanted. Uh, and you could spend up to like 100 and some dollars, and you get a, a bunch of stuff. Our friend Mike D actually did that. He was very excited. I think I went with what, the, like the $20 option or something, Chris? I just wanted to get my foot in the door. Is he in debt? <laughs> No, he's not, and I know why you say that, which is hilarious. He's absolutely not. Is there a free for, is there a free version of this? The the yeah. entire game is free. The only reason uh, you paid for it was because you wanted to play it three days early. 
Yeah. And that that's literally the next thing I was going to say. This is a 100% free to play MMORPG. Uh you don't have to spend a penny to play it at all. Uh but but the thing is it's one of those things where yeah, you can play it for free. It might take you a little bit longer. Hmm. You yeah. know, than if somebody wants to spend a little money on things. Um and stuff like that. But it, it the game is is very cool. The main focus of the game the main focus, okay, it does have PvP elements. I have not done those. I cannot speak on those. But the, because, because the main element is a PvP, and they want you to explore. They want you to quest. There is a crafting system in it. And I'm going to be using keywords like this if you're keeping up, because uh, these are keywords in MMORPGs. This is what they do. Uh, the problem is that you kind of get thrown off, and you may forget that it's an MMORPG, is because of the view. It's got that sh- over-the-shoulder, Diablo-esque look to it, mm-hmm. and it almost makes you forget that you're playing an MMO um, RPG. Yeah. Which I, is, I think is good. I can only think of, like, only in, like, the uh, Pillars of Eternity and um, Divinity Original Sin games are, like, the only RPGs I can think of that really use that camera. Like, and they play very different than now this does because that's what I was thinking it was going to be when I first saw it and then when I actually started watching gameplay I was like oh wow no it, yeah that looks very Diablo-esque yeah uh, in terms of and that's how that's plays. the main from afar from afar is like the way it looks that's the main that's the main thing you take from it it really mm-hmm. is so I looked it up it's called 3D isometric view yes, yes that's exactly and, and I really <laughs> I would love a Zelda game to be done this way with that with that viewpoint oh. I think it would be really good that way. It won't happen, but it should. Are you, Chris is going to say Tunic. He's going to say Tunic. Tunic coming out this week is the Zelda game we want in the 3D isometric view with a fox. Is that 3D isometric? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. So we might we might be all over that, John, because I was with you. That I thought, that's, what was the Zelda you guys played that came out that was like originally that they remade or whatever? That was, I think it was like Link's, re- Link's Awakening. Yeah, wasn't that it's, kind of? It's that? not. No, it's it's the isometric part has it kind of tilted on a forty five degree angle. Yeah, but the 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 Zelda games are pretty much right angles, ninety degrees. Okay, so yeah, up and down, uh, side uh, to side. Hey, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the some of the questions you get asked: What's the max level? Currently, it's sitting at you can get up to level fifty. All right. Um, I'm currently a sitting. I'm sitting at a 42. Uh, I've put in since its release 108 hours. On oh this my game. gosh! You've actually played this game. I played this game, and I'm only a 42. Uh, and it's been a very casual play for me, it ladies really and gentlemen. Has. Typically, you don't know this, but now you'll know. He typically just fakes it. He never plays his game. <laughs> the cat is out the back. Our friend of the show, and I may reference him a few times, and of course I didn't ask for his permission to do this, and he can't sue us because we don't have any money. Um, but <laughs> hey, his his Steam account, your friends, that is public yeah. record. It is public record. That's mm-hmm. right. He is a max level fifty, uh, and I if I've put in a hundred and eight hours, I don't even. He's probably tripled me. I think he when I was talking to him earlier today, he had just crossed. <laughs> the gear level of like it was like 13 just over 1300 right like where i think yeah. the overall max you could get to 
which is an interesting talk thing to talk about right now. What's going on in that game is like 1385 or something like that. So he's beginning trying to build up to get to that, you know, really high end of gear. Yeah. And I'm going to, I'm going to let you speak on that. I actually have a note to let you, cause you kind of know about it a little more. Yeah. So yeah, he's a level 50 and he's kind of, he, for a while he was locked by his gear level. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a, there is in game stuff. There's a raid. So if you play MMOs, you know, that's good, mm-hmm. but it's kind of locked by a, a, a specific mechanic. And this is where I wanted to kind of bring Chris in and let him speak on what he read about mm-hmm. and then subsequently talk to Mike about. Yeah. Cause I, it came aware to me because, uh, I mean, for those who don't know who Asmogold is, I mean, I feel like Asmogold is probably the most popular MMO streamer. Would you say, John, that's fair? I kind of Twitch. agree, yeah. He's yeah. legit. I mean, and it, he had been taking a break because he had been doing Elden Ring, but he's gotten back to it here. And, of course, he doesn't really have these problems uh, because he's not playing free-to-play. He, you know, between, like, the fact that, he's got plenty of disposable income and the fact that he's got all these followers who will gift him material just to be like, Hey, let me help Asmogold. Right. Uh, get a shout out on the stream and all that kind of stuff. He really doesn't have to fight for it, but there's kind of been this thing with the new update and the release of the, uh, the initial raid here. I'm not sure if there is another one before it, but this new raid, because it basically requires you, as I said before, to get to that 1385 level. And there is this really weird flow system of how you end game level, which is that you get material and you try to upgrade your equipment. Right. And what, from my understanding talking with Mike is like when you first start out at a threshold, you have a hundred percent success rate. Right. But as you start climbing up in levels uh, up to a certain plateau, your chance of like the upgrade actually going through gets lower and lower. So, you know, eventually it goes down like 60% chance of it working to then 40, 20, 10%. Uh, I'm not sure where it caps out at until you eventually hit a level. I think in this case, it's 1370. And then that whole entire thing resets back down where again, your first couple of upgrades guaranteed to work. Right. And it's created this kind of, system right now where apparently a couple things are going on one you have the game being different than how it is over in korea and russia which is that they have more things that they can do which people don't to get material and two they also get more uh kind of reward for what they are doing uh, than what is currently being paid out here. I can't remember the technical terms right now, but like you have this thing where you have these people, these whales, right. Who are willing to spend whatever kind of like, we've got some friends in other games that will do this like day one, they're going to go buy the battle pass and buy every single level and then just go off and, and do their thing. That's just who they are and all that. And then you have these other people who are like, unless they're playing 12 hours a day, and playing not just one main character, but then also playing all these alt characters to get materials to then feed to that main character. It's near impossible for them to go from this 1340 level to 1370. And the materials that they have, they can't use 
but all these characters who have gone to the 1370 level can use them. So they're having abundance of just free cheap stuff to buy in the auction store because these lower people can't yeah, need it. Yeah, up the economy. Yeah, and on top of that, those people who have paid and are at the 1385 level, they're, of course, trying to do the raid, but they really don't have the player base out there right now to pool together and easily match make and go do the raid and do this content that they paid all this money. And there's been this debate and you know, I it, it's funny, like Sean brought up the steam charts and I want to say this game is doing what new world did because that would not be fair. Like new world went off a cliff and it went off for a cliff different reasons, but like there's a potential and asthma is raising this of it's stalling out where if they don't fix something and fix something fast, people might just get fed up and say, you know what? I've done enough of this. I've seen, I'm not going to sit here and do this kind of grinding or have to pay them whatever amount. And I don't know the currency trade, so I can't say what it would take you to have to pay them to get there. Uh, but it sounds like it would be a, you know, considerable sum versus like, you know, someone being like 1368 and going instead of farming six more hours, I'll give you 10, 15 bucks and boom, let's get to 1370 and, and start the next level. Right. So it, he, they're very worried. He's very worried that it's going to kill the future of this player base. If, oh, they future. Don't, if they don't start doing some things and making some changes, like his big suggestion is to bring all that content that Russia and South uh, East Asia has in the game, bring all those things. So people have more opportunities to farm resource and then yeah. kind of adjust to be, to be very similar that the rewards are similar to what's over there. And no one really knows why they made these changes or if, if it's Amazon who's pressing on this, right. Or if they're pressing on it, but it's definitely creating a major issue for, for everyone yeah. in that part of the game right now. I love you know, a nice adjustment. So good. <laughs> I, I think what happened, you know, kind of in more of a, I don't even think this is layman's terms. So the game came out in 2019, like Chris said in Korea mm -hmm. and, in, and they played it in Russia. And at the time they decided to make it for us, the game had made a change internally. The game had changed so much that it had a subsystem kind of thing in it. When we get it, now we're at the end of the game and things that would be easier mm -hmm. for them just isn't, it's not for us because we don't have the stuff they had to get to that point. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and that, that kind of sucks because if I'm being quite honest, it's one of the easier MMOs to at least start and, and start, start immediately having fun. So you kind of, the, the game does an opening cinematic and then boom, create your person. All right. That's what you want the person to look like. It's got a great, got a great system as far as that goes and then it's pick your class and then even if you don't quite know what you want to be uh like elden ring for example it just kind of showed mm -hmm. the classes and and i luckily i had a friend like chris and we all had the internet to kind of pick what was going to be your thing you Let's got a friend friend like in me oh boom, boom. oh okay you and got a friend. they got videos so you can hit you can push play and it will show you not only what the class is or the, the two subclasses from them. Uh, it'll show you a video that, that kind of shows the backstory of why that class is what it is. That's the kind of really cool little touches you see a lot in this game. Uh, but I got to be honest, the systems of the game, I should say more like the subsystems. So all of your character screens and mount screens and things like that, they are, they will take some time to understand what's going on. Cause there was a lot to unpack, uh, in that game. 
but again, when you start playing it, it 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 does have a great um what's the what's the word we use an onboarding. It's got a really yeah. good onboarding. It, it it every time you log in for the first I don't know however many days it gives you uh hey, thanks for logging in and uh it also kind of keeps up with your you know, as you're going to be called kind of like an intro player for some time until you kind of get these check marks uh, on your login little sheet that you get. And it's, it's, it's pretty cool. Uh, I've never seen an MMO do that, but I'm kind of limited to, a f- you know, some of the standard MMOs while WoW, final fantasy 14. And, and I can't, re- I played new world. New world was not like this, but uh yeah, and speaking of something New World was not like, you get a mount in this game <laughs> almost within the first 20 minutes of the game. Love a good mount. Uh, love a good mount. And in, in, a, in an MMO especially, mounts are great. And you can you literally can equip it and start riding around, and it, it's, it's fantastic. And that's to me, that showed how different that this MMO wanted to be compared to other MMOs, uh, stuff that it you know kind of sought out to do. Um. Uh, to to make it stand out from the pack, and and I thought that was great. Um, one note I got is also to highlight the travel system. The you know for us in this podcast, that's always something <laughs> that I always think about because you know John, if the game doesn't have a good travel system or fast travel, John is not he's not a happy camper, and it kind of can bring him down on the game. This one's this one's pretty cool because like every every area you every every area you go to. Uh, there's these little circles you'll see, and they won't be lit. They're they're kind of dimly lit. And when you go on them, you activate them. And then so in each area, each part of the world you go to, you now have these ports that you can travel to. It's great. Um, another cool thing that this game does that I've never I've never seen in a in a MMO. Do you remember when Zelda, uh, the Legend of Zelda, when you were Link and you played your Ocarina of Time and you went places? Yes, game, I do. This game has a you you ready to leave an area? Okay. Play a song, homie. And depending on the class you picked, you play a tune and you you're you're assigned and you get access to different tunes that either take you back to point A, B, or C, depending on what you want to do. Uh there's a tune you can play to leave a dungeon and kind of go back to where you were. There's a tune to go to your housing area. Uh, it's, it's awesome because it adds that, you know, when you play an MMO, you want a fantasy experience, right? You want the magic and stuff (laughs) as hashtag that, put it on a shirt, magic and stuff. And that just adds a little, I, I, I can't explain it because you'll, you'll be running through a town or a level and you'll hear somebody pop up their instrument and they, they're, they're different. Uh, the class I chose, I think it's a version of a flute that I play, uh, but I've walked by like warriors right now. I'll talk about the classes, you know, very brief in a minute, but he's playing like a guitar, like an electric guitar. And all that kind of mixed in really adds life to the game. And, and that's a positive of the game. It's got, it's full of life. The NPCs, uh, they're everywhere. They talk to you. Uh, it, it has all, it hits all the beats that you want from MMO on a major hub. If you need your weapons repaired, if you want to buy gear, things of that nature. Uh, it's got versions of, of, of dailies in the game. So for, for in-game content, for grinding, it's, it's got that, you know, if you want it. It's also got a system I don't remember playing before. Uh, it's a rapport. 
So there's different characters that have a heart icon, and uh, you can go through and 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 converse with them depending on where you're at in the story and what you have to offer for them. And they, of course, give you fantastic rewards if you get to a certain rapport. Um, to kind of give you an example of how that can get, like I mentioned, the the subsystems take some time to master. So the rapport that you get for these for these folks tie into a major uh, achievement that you get. And that major achievement's tied into stuff like doing a dungeon and getting all of the secrets in the dungeon on both hard and normal mode on top of get blah, 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 blah. And that's to get the thing. So that's, that's what I'm talking about. How it has these layers that, that example is not, it's not unlike a wow when you want to get an achievement for doing a raid and there's levels of things you got to do to get the overarching achievement. But yeah, you, did you, no, I was waving at uh at someone who said something in chat. Yeah. Oh, hey, to the person in chat. But I do want to just ask again. Can I hear that uh electric guitar demo I got earlier? Uh, I don't remember quite how it was, but it's like, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Something yeah. like something like that. Yeah. That's but, yeah, I mean, perfect. It's it's top notch. I mean that they <laughs> hired me to do it. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do love that it 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 incorporates a housing system area ish thing. Uh. And I, I experienced this back on Final Fantasy fourteen online, and it was cool because you get you a house, right, uh, and you get to put stuff in it. And that just adds another element to you spending hundreds of hours in a game and just adding something, you know, different for you to do. So that's that's very cool. Another thing that it has that I did not expect, and I quite frankly – when our friend told us about it, I was like, I don't want that. I don't, I thought it was going to be like Assassin's Creed and John, you're like, what is he talking about? You get a boat. Like you actually get to ride around the ocean or whatever it is in a boat. Boat game. So, right. I've already told you this game gives you a free mount. It has a good travel system and it has a separate housing area and you get a boat. That's pretty cool. And you get a crew for the boat and you can send the crew on missions if you want to to do stuff and get you rewards. There's so, there's like, so I can't explain it. There is so much to do in the game that you can actually get. Uh, I don't know. I don't know the right word, but you can kind of, if you've got ADD or if you don't have ADD and you squirrel a lot, squirrel, you could be in trouble uh, for sure. Also the dungeons. So what I encountered is, is so I go to this area, I'm following the story and the story, by the way, to me, it's kind of a negative, and I'll kind of get in that for in a minute. It's just really blah, okay? Kind of basic. It's, it's kind of, you, you kind of don't care about it after the first little while. The The first part of the story's, uh, I don't mean to steal the words the kids are using these days. It's lit, okay? It's, it's, it's really good. But then it kind of, for me, tapered off. And I've read that for some people, the story is kind of a con on it, to be quite honest. Uh, but the dungeons, when so the, you, you start the story and each level, you eventually kind of get to a dungeon of the level. And they are some of the best dungeons I've ever played, not only in an MMORPG, but in any game ever. Mm. They are fantastic. Mm. Uh, they have elements that you don't see in MMORPG dungeons. Mm. For example... Uh, there's an icon glowing on the ground that you go get on, you push your button and now you're climbing up a wall or climbing up veins to get to another level 
Or there's another icon on the floor and you get on it and jump over water or over a cliff to another level inside a dungeon mechanic. There's also, uh, uh, what is this thing called? A zip line? Yeah, I'm, I'm giving you a, if you're watching this on Twitch, I'm giving you my zip line impression. So there's different points in these dungeons. You're zip lining. It's, it's stuff like that. <laughs> Instead of just running, killing trash mobs, running to the boss, run, run. It, it's not that at all. Also in these dungeons, I, I mentioned earlier, they have these little, uh, these little seeds, these little plants you can find that tie into one of those big time achievements I was telling you about. Um, what were they called in Breath of the Wild? The cockroach seeds, what are they called? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all are with me. These yeah, are kind of that. like those in dungeons. So it's pretty. It's pretty cool. Um, I thought at first, and we mentioned that this was very Diablo-esque, uh, I thought it was going to have, I did play briefly this MMO, also from Korea. I thought it was going to have Black Desert vibes. Um, Black Desert Online, uh, I don't think it does. I could be wrong. Uh, maybe I didn't play back Black Desert enough. I don't know. Uh, one thing that's also, I keep mentioning some great things about it, and I do have some cons about it. Uh, but it's controller supported and you're, you may be going who wants to play an MMORPG with a controller I want you to think about when Diablo came to the PS4 and how it felt like a natural fit it felt like that game should have been there the whole time this game feels that way now if I just swung and missed and you didn't play Diablo and you hate controllers I don't know what to tell you it works great it, it and also the uh, abilities you have they work perfect off each other with the different button combinations, So it's really great. Another thing that's superb on this game is because of that 3d isometric view, the graphics are stunning. Uh, I, I said this a minute ago, I've never seen a better game, not just an MMORPG, uh, but this game's up there for best graphics I've ever seen in a game. They're, they're, they're real. You can get really lost in them and the game appreciates the fact that there are some folks like myself and, and maybe many other gamers who enjoy a pretty game. They have spots where you can, you can go to it. It's, it's marked on the map. You go to it, push a button. And now all of a sudden the game stops, comes out of ISO isometric view and lets you kind of soak in the environment. That's cool. Um, it also takes you out of 3d isometric in the dungeon sometimes, depending on how you're running or the angle it wants to take you to. So that's a kind of another cool curveball about the dungeons. Uh, music is phenomenal, and that's important for an MMORPG. Uh, you you kind of want that. It, it's funny sometimes because it'll be very calm, uh, you know, vi uh, violin and piano type music, and pure chaos is happening on your screen. Like you're doing all the combos you can do, uh, and it's it's kind of weird like that. Uh, I mentioned the stories is it's meh, and it sucks because. To progress, you got to play the story. Um, so as I've played more and more, I found I'm just hitting the buttons like like MMORPG players will do sometimes, just to kind of get the quest going to move on. Um, it may be because there is a lot of story. There's a lot to do, and and you know that could be a pro and a con. Uh, I mentioned that some people say that throws the balance off for them. Um, if you spend too much time doing X you may mess up and not spend enough time doing why that's a personal problem. You know, get some structure in your life. That's the way I say it. 
the game has been out. We've said this a few times, two years prior to when we got it, which means there's two years of content. And Chris brought it up that we haven't seen yet. Maybe we need to see some of it so it can balance out some of the end game issues the players are having. Maybe, you know, Um, maybe I think the good thing is for them, like when we compare what happened to new world, right? The one thing we can say is that as long as they make adjustments, they have a roadmap where they'll never be in that situation. New world has found itself where, you know, as long as the Korean side is, advancing you know what's coming you know and they can speed it up and slow <laughs> yeah. it down as they probably as they see fit um so yeah i think that's the one really really big upside because we just see this a lot with new mmos as they come out they have this huge boom at the beginning right and then the lack of of, of for people feeling like they can continuously progress outside of just doing the exact same thing again and again it wears on them and unless you're something like final fantasy where you have so much story and people are actually really attached to it or something like, wow, where maybe they had those problems early on in the life cycle of wow, but it's not been a problem for ever because they earned it. Right. Um, you know, guild wars two and and all these other ones that have come and gone through the years they just seem to die off very quickly and you go seven eight months later and the size of the player base is a fraction it it never really has a great chance to recover right because of course when you do come back you generally find you have a lot of work you have to go do to to catch back up and get re-engaged with Mm -hmm. those who have been dedicated yeah and there are folks dedicated to this game for sure uh, I think we reported it from the Steam charts that an all-time peak of concurrent players for this game was in the 1.3 million range. Yeah. Uh, and its last its last 24-hour cycle, we're sitting at about 517,000, almost 518,000 concurrent players. I just refreshed the button, and currently uh, there's about 500,000, 478,000, somewhere in there, mm-hmm. players playing right now um, on a random Tuesday night. So that's yeah. that's pretty good. That's a drop off from 1.3 million. I get it, but you know, there's a lot of players who have hit that wall of of max level, and they, they kind of don't want to put the grind in, um, you know, in, until something kind of gets done about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, another interesting thing about this game, so it doesn't have what they call the Trinity system: tank, healer, DPS. It it, it is not made that way. Uh, you can you you basically every team that is put together for dungeons and raids. They can handle everything. So there you go. That's very unique. I got to be quite honest with you. There are six classes uh, in the game that you can pick. Warrior, and and you guys kind of know what a warrior is. They, they kick you know what. Uh, a mage, uh, and then you have, they list the next two classes of a female and, and male class specifically. So martial artist has a male and female, and the gunner has a male and female. There's also an assassin. That's what I use. Uh, I think I'm a Deathblade, so the Assassin would have us have a subclass, for example. One of them is a Deathblade, and I like it because it's very fast. It reminds me of I need a, you know, uh, other, other games I've played. What, Chris? I need a Necromancer class if they ever want to get me on this. Dude, I know. Yeah, I mean, and they feel it, it actually would feel like it, it, would, it would fit in the aesthetic of the game, you know, kind of fantastically. I, I don't know. Uh, the game does have an in-game store. Uh, of course, it's it's very similar to in-game stores that that you buy 
gyms and stuff. I'm trying to think, think of uh, like a Rocket League store or a uh, Fortnite store or something like that. Uh, the main thing I've done is I've bought mounts in the store. I actually uh, also got a pet from the store. But I think the game gave me currency to spend in the store for being a, a new yeah. day one kind of person. I can't remember. I don't think I spent my own money on it. But you can definitely get caught up in spending money. And I'll explain why two countries have banned this game from being in there in just a second. But as far as currency goes, there is a lot of currency in the game. You have silver. That's your main currency that you buy stuff in the game with. And the, and the, the main land is called Arkesia. I, I did forget to, to mention that. Um, I, and you know what? That's right. I'm not a new day one because that was in 2019. I'm just a flat out noob. Uh, you do have uh, gold and that you can use gold to purchase uh, stuff in the game as well. You have crystals. This uh, allows you to buy in-game items for the st- from the store. Uh, you have royal crystals. Um, they are uh, available to be acquired through purchases with real-life money, and th- they're used to buy cosmetics and convenience items, like I mentioned, the mounts and stuff in the store. You have something called Phoenix Plumes. They technically aren't a currency. The game classifies them as one. They're used to uh, resurrect you if you die. Uh, you have pirate coins because you have boats. I mentioned those earlier. Um, and those are specifically used to upgrade your armada, so your ships. Uh, you have Provident Stones. And remember, I, I talked about Rapport earlier. This is, help, this, used, this is used to help you buy Rapport. Um, so your rank with those NPCs I told you that you can interact with can go up. Um, there's so much more. There's Bloodstones. Uh, that's for your guild. So, yeah, there are guilds in the game as well. There's Fions. Um, that's from... It helps you purchase rare items from the auction house. Uh, you have harmony shards. Uh, and there's a system that I haven't really got into. It's the honing system. And you need the harmony shards to do that. So there you go. That's that's. I just listed all the different kind of things you can have uh, as far as currency and what they're used for. So imagine seeing these screens when, when you go open them up and you go... Uh, what do I need to buy that? Oh, I need this. And then, you know, it, there's a lot going on. Uh, they also have like uh, cards. So when you say cards, what are you talking about? Sean like Pokemon cards, but they're cards in the game. Hmm. And depending on the cards you collect, there's a system, a subsystem in the game. You can equip different cards that give you real world or in-game buffs and stuff like that. Like there are so many layers of subsystems. If that is your if you love that, if that's your jam, this game has it. I'm literally sure. building an Excel spreadsheet for this <laughs> as we speak. Like, yeah. Uh the game is banned. So people in Belgium and the Netherlands will not be building <clears throat> spreadsheets, Chris, because it is banned in those countries. Ooh. And that's because the countries feel like like the game violates the loot box legis- legislation in those companies. So they're out. Um, if you wonder if this game stays up on its maintenance, yeah, just you could go search the game right now and you'll see that the game tweeted out. Uh, they had some issues. It was a big one. Um, and as we recorded on March 15th, that's how we're recording on March 15th, that you're hearing this right now. It had a big four-hour update in the wee early hours of today. So 
they're doing everything they got to do to keep this game afloat. And, and, you know, it's a hot, it's a hot MMORPG right now. Uh, and I, I kind of get, it's funny. I get, I get shade thrown my way from our friend Mike. Cause I don't play it enough. I kind of go in spells of playing it, but I've, I put in quite a bit of time. I, I know what it has to offer. I really do enjoy it. Um, only Mike would say 108 hours isn't enough. Well, you know, I, I'm kind of wondering if it truly, cause we had a, we had someone in chat, one of my, one of my real life friends who said that they were at 50 and they didn't put in a hundred hours. They only put in half of that, at, you know, or less. So I'm wondering if where I got my calculation, if it's true in game hours or I don't know if it keeps, I don't know if it keeps the hours running if you're just in the game, mm-hmm. but there will be times where I got to leave the game running and do an errand or do something. I don't know, if, but I've trust me. Uh, if I'm eight levels away from max level, I'm doing all right. You know? I'll ask, I'll ask this question for Chris. He can get a little timid about these types of questions. Does it have an easy mode? He no, gave you, he gave you a nod. Of no, the shoulder it doesn't. And he said, he'll, I don't know. It doesn't have an easy mode. I, sorry, sorry, Chris. I don't think it has an easy mode. <laughs> I need no like I easy said, mode. It starts off easy and, and it, it does. It holds your hand. It kind of lets you know what's going on. It gets you used to everything. And then you, you learn the systems. <laughs> I don't think it's much different. Like Chris said, um, I think you said this about Sifu where it was like the game starts off, but to really master the fights and, and win, you had to really hone in and do your things. And that's a really odd example to use, but that's how this game is. It's, I mean, I feel like that's most MMOs, right? Like you yeah. can get by in most MMOs early on, like just clicking things and doing all that. But if you want to be someone that the community wants to play with, you better learn what your character does and what they do the best at and know how to, you know, know what's required of you. Yeah. Um, I I feel this is a personal feeling. I feel like the, uh, if this was a chart that had, it was a line graph. I feel like you would have all the other MMOs you're used to that that curve wouldn't be so high to become mm-hmm. a master at it. I feel like this curve from like, okay, intro stuff to mastering would be a steep line increase. Like, it's, I mean, just from what you've said, I think it's like deceptively coming in, like making you think it's Diablo, but the more you get into it, like sure. Diablo has a bunch of subsystems in terms of like gear and all that kind of stuff. Right. But it's core tenement is, you know, here are your abilities. Go fight the thing, you know, and 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 raise the difficulty as you get better gear. That's that's literally all you do ninety five percent of the time in that game. And I guess you know here I don't think that's what that is. It's more of you get in and then, as I said, you figure out oh I've got to get this kind of currency. I've got to go do these things so that I have this, uh, you know, whatever you need from it to help me over here. So they all have these kind of perks, right? You were saying. Um, and I mean, that's that's the thing with MMOs. You really do have to live in them and learn all those systems. Otherwise, you're missing out. You know, it's just like, wow. If you don't know how to make the food and wow, <laughs> you better have someone who does because you're all screwed if you don't. Uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, this is a podcast that cares about education. Um, and if you're wondering what the word tenement means, that is a room or a set of rooms forming a separate residence 
within a house or block of apartments. Hold on, muting John. John is muted now. And uh, this you. game is only on PC, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if it needs it tenement. I, I don't know if it's <laughs> if it needs to be the most perfectly optimized PC ever. Um, of course, if you all, if you own a PC and you game on it, you can go to Can My PC run it. It'll run a diagnostic and you'll find out. Uh, but despite being an MMO on a PC, you play with a controller and it, it, it's a true combat system. You you push X, your sword swings. And to me, those are the best kind of MMOs if they can pull it off. And this one does. And uh, unless you guys have any questions for me, I think we're at a good stopping point. You kind of get an idea of what it is. Uh, you can play for free. Um, it's very popular right now. If you have any questions about it, uh, of course, you can hit us up uh, through our Discord or anything like that. Or you can just kind of go to Google and, and and see for yourself. But I did see in uh, the chat that our good friend Draven uh, wanted to give this game a try. I think you'd like it, Draven. So uh, is this Richard worthy or? Oh yeah, I can, I can give it a Richard for sure. Uh, it's, it's not the perfect game by any means. It has some perfect things about it. It does have its issues. It is an MMORPG there. I don't feel like there's ever a perfect 10 in those. Mm-hmm. I'll give it an 8.5. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I'll stick. That's a solid, you want to play it. You want to keep playing it. 8.5. Uh, but it's it's got some really epic things I've never seen before in an MMO, and and I'm gonna have some memories forever on it, even going to the early access and and enjoying that with our friend Mike, and also thinking about how Mike and I went from noobs day one. We didn't know what's going on. To within a few weeks, he's now coaching me on things. I take a break, I play a game for the show or whatever, come back, and Mike's like, "All right, no, bro, open this button, push this, do this." And you got and he's a pro at these kind of games. So it's always good to have somebody like him on my side. Very cool. Awesome. I'm glad, uh, we finally got around to this one. Cause I mean, that's the thing like with MMOs, you never want to do it like a week or so because you're just not, yeah. hey, we're going to get the real essence of an MMO in like, you know, seven days or 10 days, right? You, you need to live in it. You need to, if we're, if we're being honest too, we don't necessarily mm. want to cover MMOs on the show mm. because they do live and breathe for so long. Correct. Uh, it's in a, We don't quite know when do we need to talk about it yeah. is that, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's we've done, we've done expansions, but like you said, it, this felt right for this time. I mean, yeah, it's like, as we just brought up, like we talked about new world when it came out last fall and where you guys are on that game now, I'm guessing is very different <laughs> maybe from where you were there and you're not the only one. And that could be very much, uh, yeah. The well, case I've got here. an icon of new world on my computer. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, <laughs> you look at it. Hey guy, what up? <laughs> just go like, me. Oh, maybe I'll just go listen to Aladdin instead. That'll yeah, be my whole new be- world. <laughs> <laughs> I can show you the Oh, got me John again. <laughs> uh, we don't want to get sued by uh is it Alan? Not I think it's Disney. Alan Silvestri. I know, we got to keep our tenement clean. Mm. Is he going to be the doctor again in Doctor Who? Me? No. <laughs> no, David Tenement. <laughs> There's rumors. <laughs> there are rumors. There are rumors. Nice. And I hope so. All right. Let me Hot off the press and straight to your ears. Weekly Games Chat presents the news. News! 
Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the new segment of this week. Uh, and Chris is going to lead us off. Hey, we got a release date. Do you guys like a good release date? Well, WB Games Montreal has officially announced the, re- the release date for Gotham Knights, and it will be October 25th, 2022. That's this year. Uh, from a tweet, they said Gotham will always need its heroes. Suit up for an all-new adventure on 10-25-22. We last saw the game in October of last year with a story trailer. Game was originally planned for 2021, but the release was pushed back uh, to 2022 for more polished. The game is a co-op adventure where you could play as Batgirl, Robin, Nightwing, and the Red Hood. But I don't understand. Three of those are really just Robin. Wait. <laughs> I wonder what kind of tenements this will have. I don't know. Um, the Davids. Man, I'm just, I'm ready to play it. Just release it. It's done. Quit pretending like it's not done. Just release it with a day one patch. And Sean, you know. We all love a good patch. Anybody, am I the only one interested in this game at all? I think I think so. I'll probably cool. play it. It's um, probably fine. It's I, would, probably, I mean, dude, John, I'll be your Batgirl. Dude, I haven't even seen the Batman yet, dude. Honestly. I can't even get, I can't even get Chris to play Triangle Strategy. What? <laughs> I, it's, I was always going to play triangle strategy. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but, you know, actually, I don't know if I would play as Batgirl or Red Hood. You could be Robin or Nightwing. I, I want one of those two. We're going to play together. I want Batgirl. I mean, okay. <laughs> I'll be Red Hood. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. We'll figure something out. Tell us we'll about do- SNES World. Well, uh, Super Nintendo World, ladies and gentlemen, the first Nintendo theme park in the U.S., will open at Universal Studios, sorry, Sean, Hollywood in 2023. Themed merchandise will be making its way to stores ahead of the, uh, the, of the land's <laughs> debut. I don't know what that meant. I bet it's wrong. The theme park will bring visitors into the world of Mario that will include rides and interactive areas as well as themed dining and shopping. The goal is to deliver, quote, exhilarating entertainment with innovative technological achievements inspired by characters and video games that have appealed to generations of Nintendo fans for over 40 years. The Orlando attraction has reportedly been delayed until Sean and I turn 45. (laughs) Dude, California is a lot closer than, like, Japan. I mean, if you were dedicated... You would go. I'm not. I'm not ruling out going to California, bro. You have to. You have to pay me to go to California. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and my relatives live out there. Right. Every single one of them. Oh my god! I'm I, I, in our chat right now. You, you guys and and gals, will remember Acid Sugar. You know the name. He was a host of the show a couple of weeks back. He still apparently has a discount to somewhere where I can go with him and get into the Super Nintendo world, and I'm down. Let's do this. I can see you two frolicking through the park holding hands. I love, I love me some acid. I love me some frolicking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's not delay the next piece of news, though, okay? Get it going. Ooh. Advanced Wars, however, will be delayed. 
Uh, Nintendo recently announced that the remake of the classic Game Boy Advance title, Advance Wars 1 and 2, will be delayed indefinitely with an original release date of April the 8th. No. The decision was made in light of recent world events. Of course, referring to the Russian and Ukrainian conflict. The obvious reason here is the consideration that the game could be viewed as disrespectful as it depicts war and battle situations. No new release date has been announced as of this recording and reporting. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to know I'm fine. And I'm going to be fine. But I'd be curious to get the audience's uh, feedback on this. Is this the type of thing that we need to do anymore? I mean, people understand that there's conflict in the world. There's conflict going on in the world, even when Ukraine and Russia aren't happening. I mean, people are people are dying all the time. There's war-torn areas of the world that, quite frankly, we probably don't care about because they are people of color. I hate to say that, but that's unfortunately, they don't get the coverage due to that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just think that, I think that we can handle this type of stuff. I mean, maybe maybe I could see it if it was the next Call of Duty, which is more realistic. But this is cartoony, right. turn-based war games that that originated on the Game Boy Advance. I mean, it's a Nintendo game. I think I think you have a valid point in the fact that we are we are being super sensitive because the game was going to be about war, and they're like, in April, will it be too soon? Will the worst will, will this conflict still be going on? We might need to pull out, but they didn't really they didn't probably really poll that because I think you're right. Had they done a poll of some sort, you know, got the pulse of the people. Uh, <laughs> most of us would probably be like, we're good, man. At least again, well, whatever happens, I'm when it comes out, I'm here for it. Um, but I hope it comes out sooner rather than later. I know it's a first world problem. I get it. Yeah. But I guess it's true. <laughs> true. I, when I said, I guess really hollow ish, like I just did. In my head, I was reading Hogwarts Legacy, and I was like, how can I pivot what we just talked about for Chris to talk about Hogwarts Legacy? Well, there's a legacy of all this stuff happening in the past with delays due to world conflict. Like chips? (laughs) Speaking of (laughs) legacies, Hogwarts Legacy will be getting a state of play presentation this week on Thursday, March 17th. The broadcast will air at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. And will air on Twitch and YouTube. The show will run for 20 minutes and will feature gameplay footage captured on PS5. The rest of the show will feature insight from a few members of the team at Avalanche Software who are bringing the wizarding world to life. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, when you complained that this was not on the previous state of play, will you shut up now? They know what they're doing. That's why they limit them for certain minutes about certain things, and they tell us that. Well, is this exclusive to PlayStation? I don't think so. I don't think so, but it's coming to PlayStation, so that's yeah. why you know. I think, like, well, it wouldn't even been on the last day of play because they told you they said they're focusing on Japanese developers. I that's yeah. what I'm saying, but you should have seen the chat and the comments and the hate after that presentation. Yeah. They want to know where God of War is. I want to see more about where's where's Hogwarts. Blah blah blah. And you're like, guys girls well ladies yeah. and gentlemen that's just a bunch of people it. don't read what they say i guess in advance which does shock me i guess but yeah i think well, uh we got our chat popping i i, I don't want to john i think you had something 
you know, we, we try to say, hey, to first-time chat viewers, hello to XFR. I don't know how to no, say no. the rest of your name. Ladies and gentlemen, I could say hey to you if you join us on Twitch.tv. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Psycho, who is up on the news, uh, thinks that this game, Hogwarts Legacy, is on everything except for Nintendo Switch, John. Mm-hmm. But, John, you had something before well, I totally... If it, if it doesn't come to Switch, I'm not playing it. <laughs> but I don't, know, I don't know of anybody... I don't know of any of the hosts... Wow, look at that beauty. It's really beautiful. I don't know of any of the hosts on this podcast that even like Harry Potter. So I doubt we're going to cover yeah, this game. Overrated, dude. We're not yeah. going to cover it. We're just going to skip over this game. It was this, uh, Sean, was this one of your most anticipated this year or last year or both? Maybe, but I, dude, I don't remember, which is sad, but I think it's been on my radar for a while. I think it Definitely. was last year. I think last year, yeah. Because we had the same th- three for this year. Because yeah. if, it in, if it ends up on, on Sean's most anticipated, it doesn't get played and for like five years. And then all of a sudden I get, it's the greatest game ever five years later. That's true. You know, you should not announce, announce the state of how I play games, John. I look forward to those announcements and I will do what I want, but let's talk about state of play. The announcements from last week. Capcom is making a game with dinosaur. Ooh. Yeah. I like it. It's called, it's called exo primal. Exo. Wait, exo, exo, Exo Primal, which I think is the current name of Sean's. Uh, the game seems to be in the same vein, like a good vein, as a World War Z creating massive dinosaur hordes. The game is set to release in 2023. Strangers of uh, Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin is getting a free demo on PS4 and PS5 ahead of its imminent and tenement release. Reviews for the game are already coming in. And guys, I learned this last week. I didn't know this. I don't know if you guys did. You guys are very smart. So you probably did know this. This actually is an, a live action remake of the original Final Fantasy, not a prequel to the Final Fantasy series. I didn't know that. Yeah. Gundam Evolution is a free-to-play PvP shooter coming to consoles that has been compared to Overwatch that involves 6v6 combat. It's Overwatch... Starring Rock'em Sock'em Robots, it looked like to me. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Cowabunga Collection, will bring you 13 classic TMT games, including old 8-bit and 16-bit titles such as TMNT 2, the arcade game, and Turtles in Time. I think if you were Chris's generation, you were all about Turtles in Time. If you were in mine and Sean's generation, you were Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, the arcade game. Oh, no. It was, I, was, I was very much Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 as well. <laughs> I stand corrected. Yeah. Um, and then there is, I think also included in this, the hardest video game of all time next to Ninja Gaiden, which is the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on the NES, which was almost, I don't know a single person who's ever beaten that game. Here comes the chat. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, look forward to playing that. Gigabash is a four-player kaiju brawler coming in 2022. Um, I am yep. a wait and see on that, but it seems like a really cool concept. Yeah, I, I had a note on out of, out of, out of, on Exo Primal that it was you were in Exo suits and fighting dinosaurs, right? And so I only say that to bring that back up. My my Richard was only named Exo Primer after the first time I ever saw Jurassic Park for about two weeks. Dinosaur. <laughs> Dinosaur. My Richard uh, was once named JoJo's Bizarre dinosaur. Adventure. 
What's that? I said my Richard was once called JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I'm not sure why, but <laughs> I I know why you did that. Uh, that's because that was also announced in the state of play. Mine's uh, Gigabash. <laughs> <laughs> JoJo's got an All Star Battle R. Uh, wait, JoJo's uh, Jesus Lord. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure All Star Battle R is a fighting game that's coming this fall. Mm-hmm. It's weird. It is. Uh, and that's exactly, weird. it's funny because the news team wrote that note. And when I took notes of watching the state of play, that's exactly what I said too. Uh, for me, easily, probably the best game I saw was Trek to Yomi. Uh, it's an eye-catching, cinematic, and violent Japanese side-scroller that's coming to PlayStation. And ladies and gentlemen, it flat out looks awesome. Uh, it, 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 it is, I think it's going to be spring of this year. I think we're going to get it soon, so that makes me very happy. Mm-hmm. John's going to be happy because Returnal is getting a free co-op update as well as additional free new content this month, and it's called the Tower of Syphilis. Just kidding. Sisyphus. Sis- Sisyphus. Syphilis. And I was going to ask John, uh, I guess I can ask you now, do you think Sean would like Returnal and we should play some of this co-op together? <clears throat> I think if you, I think, I think if you, uh, in, in a co-op environment, I think you could really get into this game, Sean. Nice. John, we could actually play it together and finish it no. finally. No. <laughs> uh, that sounds good to me, actually. Yeah. Square Enix was not done. Uh, the next two things I'm talking about, I believe, are tied into Square Enix. Uh, yes, they are. The news says it. Square Enix has introduced two new titles called Diofield Chronicle, which is a new uh, RPG. It's a tactical strategy type game. And also Valkyrie Elysium. And that's going to be an action RPG. Both of these are coming in 2022. Uh, Can you the, the names of these games? Yeah, they Valkyrie, are so weird. Valkyrie, I think the last one they said was 2006. That's how long it's been dormant. So it's very weird that they just decided to break that one out. But all right. Yeah, it's it's crazy. But I got to tell you, if I told you that Trek to Yomi was my number one game, my one A that I'm uh, that I know is coming out soon. Uh, it's, I'm going to talk about Forspoken, but it was the Valkyrie Elysium. That game looks awesome. I love the sail shade vibe on it. The way you fight, I think it looks cool. Yeah. Finally, we're going to talk about Forspoken and I know John is very excited about this game, I believe. So am I, uh, they showed off some new gameplay footage that indeed made us more excited to play this game. So we, we can't wait. If you, if you forget John, what, what month did they push it back to? It was, I think it was, uh, October, October. That's right. October but it was interesting 11th? the way that I think October, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, maybe. Um, one of the things that was interesting about Forspoken is all these. It seemed like it was doing a lot of in-action, heavy, uh, fast movement while spell casting. I mean, if you think of spell casting in Elden Ring, you sort of had to stop, cast a spell, and do it. It, it can. You have to be careful not to get attacked in the middle of a spell. That's but you're true. just you're just you're just going ninety miles an hour, just casting spells. It looked. I mean, I don't know what Sean. I don't know what you thought, man. But it looked awesome. I mean, yeah, watching it, the gameplay footage of this, I, yes. I'm, I'd be curious to see if they if they if they can get it on PS5 at a sixty frames. Um, seems like that could that could be a challenge. Um, because everything is just moving so fast. But to your, but you and I are in agreement. I think the coolest thing was Trek to Yomi. I think you said it was the coolest thing for you. It's got that. It's got that black and white Kurosawa old samurai movie type stuff. Seventh Samurai vibe. Yes, it just looked really, really cool. 
Mm. And we know that Ghost of Tsushima had like a Kurosawa mode where you can put it, put the, you know, black and white setting on it. It looked great. Yeah. Um, And it was a, it looked like it was pretty much a side scroller. Yes. I I could be, it might have some elements that do different uh, camera angles, but I just thought it looked incredible. Looking forward to that one. Yeah. And uh, you, know, you, you guys, you guys said that this one got kind of bashed online, but this is the first time I've seen a state of play that I can recall where I really, I wasn't really that bored. I mean, Me I really, either. Yeah, I, I enjoyed what I saw for the most part. Um, I think if it, we get the the uh, if we if we can start the narrative of what to expect from these state of plays, they they are hi- literally highlighting their intent beforehand and as long as you can understand that you'll find that if you tune in you're tuning in for the things you know they're going to show and you won't leave maybe underwhelmed you'll you'll go in knowing hey yeah that's what they said they were going to talk about and they did yeah you know i mean they tell you it's 20 minutes they tell you usually how many titles it's going to be or if it's a focus on one and you know as long as you don't go in with some crazy expectation that yeah like Every time they do one of these, you're going to see more God of War. You're going to see the next, you know, Ghost of Tsushima game or whatever, right? It, there's there's plenty of good content here, you know, as far as most of this, outside of, like, if you think of, like, maybe the weakest thing that's announced in this is Returnal just getting a co-op. Like, you know, like, that could have just been a tweet, I, I would say, because it's like, hey, by the way, it's coming out. But everything else here is either, you know, we're showing off something that is coming very soon or we are announcing something that is coming in the near future. Uh, you know, so if that's what you're looking for, you know, if you knew you like Japanese developers, I don't see why you wouldn't have watched this. I don't know. But, uh, uh, John, before Chris talks about Elden Ring's dominance, which it has, and it dominated his life for a little while, uh, Draven has said that uh, you are the new Ricky Bobby. I think Definitely. I, I Ricky Bobby is uh, Talladega Nights. Yes, yes. I don't. I still don't get it, but that's okay. Because you don't know <laughs> what to do with your hands. I don't. Because he had a part in his interview. He goes like, and his "Help first me, interview, Tom Cruise." First interview, he's like, "Car, car handled real good," and he's like, "I don't, I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> his hands are just up for you." Oh, that's good stuff. Okay. But he anyway, loves it. Yeah. Uh, loves but anyways, it. let's talk about Elden Rings. Dominance! I didn't know he was going to do that. I'm sorry. Take the equipment away from him, please. I didn't know he was going to do that. Elden Ring is Europe's best-selling new IP since The Division released in 2016. Is he going to read this slow the whole time? It oh, is God. also the biggest All right, I'm writing my resignation game overall. To launch in Europe since 2021's Call of Duty Vanguard. And it outsold games like Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, Halo Infinite, and Horizon Forbidden West. Most of these copies appear to have been sold on PC. The game is currently the best-selling game of 2022 and has only been outsold by Call of Duty Vanguard over the past 12 months. It appears, uh, yeah, they kind of hit the uh, sweet spot. And, uh, you know, the next story kind of confirms that again. Um, but, you know, 
It's it's very popular. I don't know if you're from software, like you already know what I'm sure they already have their next title, right? That's in the works after this, whether it's Bloodborne 2 or something else. But we all know that the very latest, the one after that, will probably be Elden Ring 2, because with this kind of success and 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 just, you know, the clamoring that people have latched onto, just they wanted this kind of game, it feels like, uh, from them. They uh, you know, they they have a hit that I never thought it was going to even be this big. I thought it would be popular, but I mean, wow, this is just blowing my mind. You know, props to them. I, it, it seems to me that obviously the very, 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 very high Metacritic score had an impact on sales. But I think that uh, by word of mouth, things that the producer has said, things that the way it was advertised, it was advertised without, I want to specify, without lying about it. Mm-hmm. It was specified as a safer, mm-hmm. more approachable Souls game. They didn't say it was easier. No, they were they they were they were brilliantly threading that needle, where they were like, "Hey, is it hard? You can just go over here and mm-hmm. relax, take a step back, breathe it in, and enjoy yourself." So I think there was I think this was a very more inviting Souls game, um, to get people inside in in the door and. Yeah. With that exposure, I wonder if you're going to see games like um, Bloodborne 2. I hope so. I mean, everyone's been from the From Software, like hardcore community. Mm-hmm. They've been wanting Bloodborne 2 for a while because it just, you know, it wasn't like it wasn't unsuccessful. It felt like more and more people kept trying that game throughout the PS3 or, uh, yeah, PS4, sorry, generation. Uh, as time went on right and mm-hmm. yeah. it, everyone's wanted it to be done in 60 frames which they haven't been able to do um they wanted it to come to pc which i don't think they were able to do whether because of contracts with sony or whatever right um so i i don't know why you wouldn't come back unless unless sony just has an exclusive right to that title and for whatever reason it, they yeah, don't want to pay it for it. I think it does. yeah though maybe that's something they hand off to uh to blue point at some point since they mm. did such a great job with uh, the demon souls remake. I st- I tell you bloodborne is that one souls game that makes sense for me. Yes, I agree. Stylistically. It's got that, I don't know. It's got that spooky Castlevania looking vibe, mm-hmm. the kind of Castlevania that makes you want to. It's very, um, what's the word? Lovecraft. Lovecraftian. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. You know what also well, I'm makes glad sense? It, I'm glad it's selling well. Yeah, you know what also makes sense, John? If the NPD domi- numbers for, for if, February? <laughs> if it dominated in Europe, John, what did it do here? Oh, the U.S. was, um, was uh, any, whatever. That was going <laughs> to crash and burn. Speaking of NPD. Oh. Everybody hates Johnny. I love you, Johnny Boo. <laughs> Here are the best-selling games for February, according to MPD. Number 10, my niece's favorite game, Minecraft. Number 9, FIFA 2022. Number 8, Mario Kart 8. Number 7, Madden NFL 22. Number 6, Call of Duty Vanguard. Number 5, Total War, Warhammer 3. <laughs> <laughs> 
Number four, Dying Light 2. Number three, Pokemon Legends Arceus. Number two, good old number two, Horizon Forbidden West. And number one, Triangle Strategy. <laughs> that would be, uh, oh, I read that wrong. That would be Elden Ring. Elden Ring was the number one selling game in the U.S. I'm shocked. I'm absolutely <laughs> shocked. I mean, I, I don't know. Are you, um, I'm actually, to, to add to our conversation, I am actually kind of shocked that, because uh, I figured, I figured Horizon, I figured Dying Light had a better shot of being number one over, over Elden Ring. Mm-hmm. But I'm really happy about it. I thought Pokemon it. would. Well, Pokemon, was number, Pokemon was number one last. I thought it was going to keep on going. Um, it's just, yeah, it, it, like I said, I think, I think you hit the nail on the head in the previous part. The way they marketed it was smart. They made people who didn't read at face value what they were saying kind of think it might be easy. And I kind of maybe felt in that fell in that hole too but yeah <laughs> i think it's kind of crazy that on this list for this month it's possible <clears throat> all three of our game of the years are in the top five top four possibly possibly um the one that did stand out to me in this total war warhammer 3 which is only on pc and was day one and on game pc pass. game pass is number five which just tells you how popular because that's been a very popular um series like you know the first two warhammer total wars uh had a very huge following like of all the warhammer games that's one of the, the those are some of the most successful so that's awesome i always thought it had a loyal following but i mm. never realized it was a huge following yeah i but mean it's huge for like like i said for what me, it is yeah it was just surprising because i figured you know well yeah. everyone's just gonna get this on game pass right but it just tells you yeah there's 30 million people on steam at any given moment and you can go buy the game there too. Right. So. This is, we just got some dead air. This is me. Yeah. yeah. I didn't, I didn't know how to say it. I just, I, you kind of stopped talking, but I, I thought you cut your mic off. It didn't feel like a clean cut, but you had no ID. Uh, I, I got, I got uh, hung up on psycho retros uh, comment. He uh, did a feature story on Elden Ring, and he there did. was no chance anything else would be number one. Where yeah. he worked, where where he worked. I think where, he did he it work? for a a college paper. Oh, nice! I thought he was talking about in the old D chord. Speaking of D chord, <laughs> uh, ID at Xbox. What? No, Microsoft and Twitch are teaming up for a new ID at Xbox showcase with backslash Twitch Gaming. That looks to highlight some of the upcoming indie titles, such as Tunic, all the way to uh, Trek to Yomi. Mm-hmm. The stream will begin on March 16th and will start at 1 p.m. If you uh, if you realize what I just said, we said that PlayStation Showcase talked about Trek to Yomi, and now we're telling you that Xbox is going to also talk about Trek to Yomi. And I think I read or saw that it's going to be a Game Pass game, John. So that's going to be oh, great wow. for you and your eyes wallet. Everything is coming up Trek to Yomi this week, huh? I guess. <laughs> you know what I did find out today? Tunic is not a Game Pass game. I thought it was. I was, I know. Yeah. I'm devastated. That stream, yeah. of course, uh, kind of depends on when you downloaded this episode. Because it happens, at, like I'll reiterate, March 16th, 1 p.m. Mm-hmm. So if you if you hear this in the morning, you're good. 
<laughs> if you didn't hear it in the morning, you'll catch the YouTube highlights, right? Is it 1 p.m. E- Eastern? Or did they not that's say That's a good question I can't answer because the news team let me down on that particular piece. They were so swarmed with everything else, you know? Yeah. Don't let that, me down. Uh, it's fine. Probably the chain smokers ask you to not let me down. So Paul McCartney. Oh, and the beat. That's a that's a good song, Chris. But you went chain smokers. I did, I did. <laughs> but John Lennon's voice and "Don't Let Me Down." Whoo, mm, good stuff. Kind of like when we reach the final news piece of the week, and I say, "Finally, this week." Is this me? Yeah, this is you. This is when you say finally this week. <laughs> we are pros, I tell you. Hey, guys. Blizzard is hey. changing its release plans for Overwatch 2. With plans to ship with the PvP and PvE portions of the shooter separately from the PvP player, uh, getting that feature sooner than later. Blizzard announced the release of Overwatch PvP alpha testing, which will only be available to Blizzard employees. Overwatch League pros, and a few other select groups. The late April PvP beta will be available on PC in all regions. I think they even released the uh, the minimum required specs and all that yesterday, I think. So it's right around the corner. You want to go see that. I guess um, maybe they are looking at this and going, well, one, Overwatch has never really been known for PvE until now, right, with this attempt. And two, maybe they're looking at Halo Infinite and going like, it seems to have worked for them as far as how they came out the gate. So if they feel like the PvP is ready, then why wait? And also, of course, as we know, Blizzard's pretty much delaying every other game they have coming out this year (laughs) to next year. So might be, hey, we need something out there. To, to get some, you know, revenue in. I don't know. What do you think? I don't know, because I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't really, really want to spoil what you just said. That made a lot of sense, actually. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't think John heard a word you said. Hippity hoopla! You know what also makes a lot of sense to me every week, guys? What's that, buddy? When I look at the clock and I go, this is the time I say, let's wrap this up. Electronic mail of the future. All the way from the year 3000. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the part of the show. My uh, wife just texted me to shut up. To shut up. That's pretty uh, This is the part of the show where we interact with you. So if you want to be a part of this part of the show, 
you can be. Uh, we usually start off with our emails, so that would be uh, weeklygameschat at gmail.com if you want to get in the conversation. And we have two that we're going to highlight today, uh, so let's see what they are. Boys, you're, of course, more than welcome to take these unless you want me to read one. I haven't read one in a while. I will take Best I mean, I will take Jawan. Okay, and I'll do Corey's. Cool. Okay. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Still playing Elden Ring here, even though I'm level 176 and pretty much one shot most bosses at this point. That nice. I feel, I feel you that. That was how I felt towards the end there. Uh, I'm still going on Torrent, exploring every single corner of the map, and will continue to do so before I beat the final boss, which I'm already there pretty much. After Bloodborne, there hasn't been a game that has quite captured me like this, but this game checks all the boxes for me. Truly enjoyed your review of it, and I'm glad Chris is enjoying it so very, very much. I, I really did. Uh, I started as a sorcery build. But quickly change to faith, and let me tell you, using the Mimic Tier Ashes Plus 10 with Lord's Aid is fantastic. Not only will your carbon copy do great damage, but it will also heal itself and you with Lord's Aid. Wow, that is nice, because I have that Mimic 10 tier, and he holds up pretty beefy by himself, but man, that would be nice to have someone healing me while I did this. Uh, but by the way, uh, since you did ask, who was the catalyst for the reviews on Spotify? I'm happy to announce it was me. I noticed reviews were added to the app and decided to bring it to your attention in hopes of growing your audience a bit. You guys deserve it. So we appreciate you there, Joel. Thank you. Very, very much. Thank you. Uh, question of the week. Do you think from software... Uh, name the horse torrent to deter people from trying to torrent the game uh, and mm. also as a joke or was it a fluke also i watched batman it was really good Loved the penguin scenes especially i had to deter my friend from wearing his batman mask by asking him how are you going to wear your n95 mask if you have no ears to hang it from <laughs> that's funny uh, Anyways, I hope you guys had a good week and keep up the good work. I'm not sure why they named him Torrent, but that is funny to get. I, I don't think it was a fluke. I don't yeah. think it was for the reason that you highlighted. I do hope you had a good. I have a good week as well. We did have a good week, and and we'll definitely try to keep up the good work for you. Good, really, really good email. And Chris is now going to go build a faith build for, to run his second playthrough. I still have a larval tier. I could. Uh, I don't know what you just said. To be quite honest, it's like you spoke another language. <laughs> I live in a oh, world. We got an email from uh, Draven, uh, a.k.a. Corey, of course. Um, hope you all had a great weekend. I, I did, actually. You too. You too. I, uh, I didn't DJ. I, I didn't let anyone know, but that's not going to. I'm going to be good for a while. It seems like there isn't as many big hitters coming down the pipeline like in last year's. Have you three thought about replaying previous games and seeing if your Richard rating has changed from when you first played it? Hmm. Hmm. Have you guys thought about doing a few more shorter podcasts during the week if there's some serious gaming news that drops before Tuesday? Or maybe doing a podcast about movies and shows? Keep kicking butt with the content, guys. Thanks. And that, of course, is from Draven, a.k.a. Corey. It's funny. You, It's like you hang out with us in Discord. We have been thinking about having additional... Not recorded podcast, but hangouts in Twitch. Um, I don't think we want to go through 
at this point, until Chris starts giving us money, uh, about uh, just like I said, doing something on Twitch, but the whole recording and releasing it and setting it up that that takes quite a bunch of man hours, you know, and stuff. So hopefully that answers your question, but at least know that we are thinking, and we have thought about, uh, cause I listened to a comedian. I don't know if I've told Chris or John this, but I listened, you guys know this. I listened to Bill Burr's podcast mm-hmm. and he has a Monday morning podcast and he used to have a Thursday podcast too. Uh, it was great. I listened to it all, but it always felt like the Thursday was shorter and it was less impactful than the Monday. I don't know how to explain it. That's fair. I'd be curious about his his uh, his comment about um, not as many big hitters coming down the pipe. Yeah, it has been it has been exhausting <laughs> with all these games. Not that I've played them, I'm just thinking about them. It's just exhausting. I mean, if you think like it's exhausting, just think if you get both God of War and Starfield this fall. I mean, that's oof, Zelda. That's, yeah, and Uh-oh. yeah, there you go. Add that one in too. Just those three games coming this fall. And, and just would... the first few months of this year, it's just mm-hmm. it's, been ni- it's been nice. I yeah, it's fine. I like having games to play again. To be quite honest with you, we're gonna pivot over to the Twitter, the the social media that is known as Twitter. Of course, we're on there at Weekly Games Chat, and we were mentioned this week uh, by at Hyper Panda Seven Two Four, along with a few other folks, and it said, "What do you think they should add to the Mario Kart Eight DLC?" Should they add new characters, carts, and more? Will we get the updated servers and meta, or will it stay the same? Uh, I'll, I'll read the first comment, maybe to get your brains going. Um, this person at John John Ibo said, I don't think they'll update the meta. They don't need to. People will still buy and play. The majority of players don't care about things like tiny wheels. So True. Uh, I, yeah, I, I don't know that I'd be excited about cart things changing but i do want more courses i think i don't know what do you guys think um i don't know i mean i think they've got a lot already don't they so uh i don't know <laughs> yeah <laughs> do you even do you even cart bro do you even cut we we need to fire all that back up. I'm ready for some card action, and we've been teasing at it for too long. I just want to throw uh, a blue turtle shell at both of you. So I would. I, you want to hear me rage, and you want to hear me rage quit and and cuss you out for everything you're worth. That's what you want. Yes. Uh, we did have a DM this week, boys. It's a direct love, message. Love a good DM. Um, this is from uh, Tony X Trotter. So uh, and 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 at Tony has uh, DM'd us before, but this one came in. Uh, on Saturday and it says been really enjoying the podcast wanted to say I'm glad I s- y'all spend the first 20 to 30 minutes chatting and then kind of chat a bit and go on tangents throughout the rest of the show because it's really enjoyable to listen to and it makes my work day go by faster you're welcome uh, I started playing God of War 2018 for the first time ever on Steam a while back got into it and then uh, seafood dropped I beat that a couple of times got true nice. ending second time then got back to God of War Played the whole thing on hard difficulty, which was rewarding to beat. That's awesome. Uh, but can't believe I took so long to play the game. I've hmm. said that before, sir, about something called Horizon Zero Dawn. One of the best games I've ever played easily, and I was glad I was getting to experience it for the first time. Now I'm moving on to my first time ever playing Sekiro. Oh, Jesus, Lord. So y'all pray for you, boy. 
thoughts and prayers. He seems like Hoping- he's got the, the the right mindset for that, though. Yeah, yeah, I did not, you know. Hoping I get to pick up Elden Ring soon. Um, hopefully there's some available for you because it's selling like hotcakes. Uh, also, hope you guys are all doing well and keep the shows coming. For game sure. on, John. Game on, Chris. And game on, Mr. DJ Man. A <laughs> <laughs> hey, game on to you, sir. Thank you for that DM. Very well done. Game I on. like that. Let's see. Did I? Yeah, I did already heart that. So thank you so much. Once again, that's at Weekly Games Chat on Twitter. And then we're going to do a pivot. And we're going to go over here to the... Uh, got it. We're going to go to the Weekly Games Chat Discord, which, of course, is the greatest Discord in the world. Uh, and listen. <laughs> uh, this is great. So apparently... Uh, we have. Do you guys? Can you? Do you guys see this? Or you want me to just kind of highlight them real quick? Yeah, I can't I see them. Remember. All right. At a valise for vigilant. Um, put an email. Put in our email section. Has anyone tried? Who's your daddy? <laughs> Get ready for laughs. Even has a multiplayer. The dad has to keep the baby from dying. The baby's job is to well die <laughs> in very funny ways. Uh, Acid, thanks for the uh, recommendation, and Draven, uh, effing loved it. So uh, there you go. That's a that's a possible. I assume that's out there on like a Steam or something, right? Who's your daddy? It sounds like a Steam game to me. Is it a real game? Did we just get trolled? I don't know. I don't know, but I tell you this much. This is the part of the show where it's over. Where well, I, the, oh, 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 stop oh, it! Stop oh. it! Remix. Stop no, it. no, cut, no, cut it off, cut it off. It. You good? No, 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 no go no, ahead. No. The go ahead. Stop. Go. The music Everything is stopped. Stop. The spotlight is on you, sir. Yep. <laughs> we are not running you over ever again. Nope. Sorry. I did not expect the John thing. Me, me and Sean have jumped out of the vehicle. It's yeah, all you. We, they, it's you, buddy. You got to get from the wherever you were to the driving wheel. I forgot. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Son of a biscuit. No, you didn't. I just wanted to mention in the chat, we got a request to cover Pokemon. So just wanted to throw throw it out there so that the hosts, other two hosts, the better, the more talented hosts could uh, be aware of that. Cue the music. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode 348. Thank you so much for your uh, your love that you show us each and every week. Uh, wherever you find our podcast, please leave a review um, and, and tell your friends about it. Uh, just a reminder, if you want to send an email in, you can do so weeklygameschat at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at weeklygameschat. And of course, you can watch this stream live on Twitch.tv every Tuesday, Weekly Games Chat. Um, and, and come to our Discord. Welcome home. We appreciate you guys. We love you. I look to John and Chris and I say, boys, game on. Game on. I didn't hear peace out. Sorry. Peace out, everybody. What? Your mom's box. Okay.